The lights come up. The camera focuses. You are somewhere in between, and the reality of your life is on show. We feel compelled to put on a show and give a pleasing performance all the time. And on the stage of life, sometimes it's filled with some award-winning performances that most will never get to see on stage. Sometimes, not all of our stories are all glamour. I am Philip Clark, and I want you to join me today as we unearth the many roles of actors, teachers, singers, artists, lawyers. Writers and much more, as they share their journey and the lessons learned on that journey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Real Life. Hi, good night, guys. Welcome, welcome again to Lights, Camera. What them say, real life. Yeah. So, you know, I normally start my live show with a lesson that I learned from theater. And that lesson is feel. Feel. What do I mean by that? You know, when you get a character to play, you have to do some research on the character and you have to find what motivates the character. What is it that the character would say in this particular situation? What would the character do in another situation? And in this particular case, if you get a character that you don't understand, you have to do some research. When you get into the mind and the spirit of that character, you have to feel what that character feels. So if you're playing a madman, and you know, used to them kind of something there, you have to get into the mind and the soul of a madman. The mind and the soul of somebody who has had some loss, have been stabbed, have been a lot of pain, been through a lot of pain. You have to learn to feel that character. Feel everything that you do in life whatever situation it is immerse yourself in that feeling if it's hurt if it's loss you know if it's a, a, abuse if it's rejection if it's love feel learn to feel everything learn to be in this moment and just feel all that you can bask in the moment and I've learned that it helps me to remind me that I'm fully alive and I either laugh hard, love hard, play hard. So yeah, feel. Feel everything that there is. It's not just smelling the roses, you know. Feel everything. So tonight, I want to welcome you to Lights, Camera, Real Life. And in the background, you probably heard me playing a song. And this song is entitled Keep It Real from my guest tonight. You know, Indy, I think I'm going to have to use this as my as my theme song, you know. We can talk about that. <laughs> but tonight, guys, keep it real, no? Everybody's <laughs> 
mano. Wagwa boss. Yeah, man. Oh, God. oh boy, you're looking well, man. You're looking well. Trump not have nothing over you. <laughs> Give thanks, man. Give thanks. So, you hear me? I play your song in the background. Yeah. Uh, keep it real. Why me? I tell you something like the song. So, me, I said to you, say, it look like you have to go make, make, make it a theme song for my show, you know, because the show name Lights, Camera, Real Lives. You know it go. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Can't work out something, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me Mr. Indy Allen. Now, Indy, I want a little introduction. And of course, them give me one something. Because I want to make sure I keep it real pan here. So, you know, to make sure I keep everything straight and, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's. Okay, sir? All right. So I'll give you a little introduction, gentle people. Please listen to me. Indy Allen is from Montego Bay, Jamaica. Yes, to be exact, Tucker Irwin. We can talk about that, you know, Mr. Man. <laughs> and he began his musical career after entering our own Jamaican television show, Rising Stars. Yes. He's not one-dimensional, so he has a varied amount of genres that he actually produces and plays. Reggae, dancehall, hip-hop, R&B. Yeah, man. Oh, and I like it about you because, as I always say, nobody is one-dimensional. Not at all. Not at all, my friend. So tonight he's going to now take us on a journey, his own journey, with all kinds of changes, lessons, because this, this show is about learning lessons and sharing the lessons, you know, his spirituality, his musicality, his relationships, the whole entertainment industry, and uh, his ability to now take, come on the scene and take charge and take control. Let me just say, Indy, you're one of the young artists that I really respect. And I and I and I really wish for you all the best, sir. And tonight, you know, so you're going to have to show the people them say you are the artist on the likes. So you have to go give me a little tune and good thing and thing and thing. Something I say. Right. Welcome in the to lights camera real life. So now I get straight into it. Right. Indeed. You you are from Montego Bay, Tucker Irwin. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about that experience and how that kind of shape you know as an artist? Coming from Montego Bay? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, as a youth growing up, the first musical um, exposure that I got was from a brother. So Your brother? When I, yeah. So he was the first person when me hear like, you know, they sing Madero and him sing and thing. Usually um they're on him when he might rehearse for him in church um performances and stuff like he was in a acapella group and he might the first as a young youth actually look up to and hear sing and say Pumba that bad, you know, like me never yeah. say somebody could do that. And from there, so, you know, being my brother, of course, my older brother, I look up to him so much. I started to 
find my way around music, find my way around listening to the type of songs he was listening to. Like I used to listen to a lot of Boys to Men and Azet and you know them kind of singing groups. Oh, okay, okay. That was so you had that influence. Yeah, the first exposure, and it just grew. My love for music grew from there. You know, I wanted to learn more, I wanted to do more, I wanted to discover more. So. As I grew older, the love for music grew with me, and I mean, yeah, from coming coming from um, a community like Toka, I would say as one of the youths, I'm why they call um a sheltered um child, I guess, because you know, parents them not really want you to mix with the wrong company and thing and. Because where I'm from is a bit of both worlds. You know, you have the good and the bad. So parents always try to keep up on the right path and thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, music was my escape in the midst of that, you know. And I found my way into the choir when I did a carnival. Um, went to carnival. So hold on, hold on, For you went to carnival college. Yes, in Mantica <laughs> Bay. So let me ask you something. When you went to Carmel College, you were not a good two shoes, were you? No. You sound like you were nice and cool and easy breezy, but Anna saw. So how no. you end up joining choir? Alright, so as we say, because of the whole culture and the whole vibe of Mobile, you have you know the best of both worlds. You have both sides, the good and the bad. So we used to get in a whole patch of when we got carnival, to be honest. Um, you know, being rebellious, I guess, because, you know, as a young youth growing up and, and learning and, and wanting certain attention and stuff, if you now get to spend that time with your family or elsewhere, you know, you, you mm-hmm. act out that in other ways. So, no, what can you tell me about that? Me, so their principal office regular man. Like five my, minutes. My, my. Principal <laughs> office, regular, regular. I think I got like. Kane? No, 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 no. And Bobo okay. in the in the in the age of Kane. I see. Yeah. Them them okay. them okay. in my time and with suspension and everything like. Mm. So Yeah. So how you but, transition from that into the choir? Well, I think it was around ninth grade. I think it's around the time when um, my grandma passed away, and um, you know my parents seeing the, the the atmosphere of everything that was happening and the pain, and my parents to deal with me getting in trouble all the time and stuff, and, and me finding that you know me really discovering that you know me singing and impacting other people singing for other people brought me joy and it was it was an outlet i made a decision you hearing me okay you broke up a while you broke up a while ago yeah you, you hearing me Indeed. No, 
not hearing you. Not hearing you. I don't know why. I don't know what happened here. This not. I don't know. The rain looked like it. It, it leaked out something. Check if you mute yourself because we're not hearing you. Our our friends. Okay, he's probably going to log in, log out, and log back in. So, guys, we're talking to in the Allen performing artists. You know, reggae, dancehall, R and B, hip hop artists, mixed crossover, and he actually produced a mixtape as well. So he is actually very, how could I call it, very versatile. But I think he's gonna come back in and let us know more about his journey. So I'ma tell me say he wasn't such a goody two shoes. He was a bad boy. Interesting. Getting suspension and all these kinds of things. Normally if you hear why am I going with? Alright, so um I think he's trying to get back in, but I don't quite see him yet. Alright, so I think he's back. So let me just bring him back in, okay guys? So, Indy was talking to us about when he started yes. to know, get into the music. All right, we're hearing you now, you hearing me? Yeah, yeah, may I hear loud and clear? Okay, excellent. Right, so you're talking about your grandmother, your grandmother's passing and then you know, you're recognizing that this was your outlet. This was the outlet for you. So continue. Yeah, so it was around that time, like about ninth grade in you know, Cornwall, and I decided say, you know, may I make a decision and turn my life around and I dedicated, you know, that change to just, you know, pouring love into things that I liked and pouring love into the world instead of you know, causing the people them heartache with me giving trouble and them stuff like that was the the direction that I took and, and it's almost like music kinda saved me from a lot of things. A, a lot of a lot of things. What what, what, what kind of impact did your grandmother's passing have on you? Ah <sighs> it it was rough because this this is Someone that um, we really adored, you know, we looked up to her, my father's mother, and she was like the glue, you know, mm -hmm. to the whole family. I, I, I have a very huge family, and it affected us, you know. She was a matriarch. Yeah. Mm. So, it, so it made you find something as an outlet. So you joined the choir at, at, at Cowra College. What was that like? Oh, I'm telling you, I never stayed too long, you know. Rock of ages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't kick you out in there. <laughs> I, I think I spent about a week, a week in it. and No, don't talk. Talk truth. <laughs> no, for real. So I spent about a week in the choir and then I was like, no man, I want 
I wanted more, like the experience that I was getting, I wanted more than what the, the, the choir was providing at the time. Like, you know, my, my hunger and my love for music was growing and I wanted something to facilitate that. And that's when um, I joined a singing group. I was in an acapella group as well called Elements. And we used to go to like Mobile High and Alvernia and all the other schools, you know, in Mobile. And then... It grew from there. Um, I think Michael Wilson was the leader of, of that group at the time. Oh, you know, interestingly, Michael was on last week. Three, three, three. Yes, Michael was on Lights, Camera, Real Life last week with his violin, Veronica. <laughs> really? This is interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that, guys. I really didn't know this. This is like real some real connections going on here because I did not know this. Yeah. So, it, it was that kind of vibe. And then I remember reasoning with um, the group and thing and telling them that, yo, you know, I want to take things to the next level. And in that taking things to the next level, Rising Stars made a talk. You know, I wanted much more than what Cornwall was offering and, and you know, the whole vibe of doing all the schools in Montego Bay. I wanted more. And I remember I got to them and say, hey, I think with the audition for Rising Stars. Yeah. And I don't remember the details of exactly how it happened, but I don't think the other members were ready. And I mm -hmm. said, boy, you know. How did you know you were ready? How did I know? Yes. Just, just the feeling like, all right, Mobile is a small place, right? And as a creative, you know, you, you, you're growing up in Mobile and certain, you, you're getting a certain exposure to the arts and music and dance and all of that. And it's like you reach a, a cap where it's like you can't, you know, go beyond a certain point. Like, that's when I knew that no man, me, you know, I want to see what's beyond Montego Bay. I want to see more. I want to, you know, see the industry. And I guess you can call it, say, that was when I knew I was ready. So I got audition mm -hmm. for Rising Stars. My cousin, I remember it was a weekend. Go um, a bottom road audition. And I got through. And... Everything changed after that, you know, move and okay. Kingston. Rising Star seemed as if it was a, can I call it a life-changing experience for you? Yeah, it was a, it was a stepping yeah. stone, definitely. Why? Because I don't think I would have moved to Kingston if it wasn't for that experience, you know. And, you know, in that space and that frame, that time frame, is when I, I, I made all the decisions that led me to Kingston to say, oh, all right, I want to do the Rising Stars. I want to go school in Kingston. You know, I want to go Edna. It was that, it was that mm -hmm. time frame where I made all of those decisions because of that. But before I move from Montego Bay, mm -hmm. Montego Bay, in recent times and times before, has had a lot of stories of violence and crime and scamming and all that kind of something there. Mm -hmm. I noticed that in one of your muse, one of your songs, The West, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you feature a lot of that there. Mm-hmm. What is it? About, what is your relationship with Montego Bay and your music? My relationship. Mm. Um. Especially I that. Know, I don't know if you would say it's a love and hate relationship because I I love my home. It's a beautiful place. I wouldn't trade it for anything or anywhere else in the world. You know. Um. But. When you see a place like that that you're born in change over a period of time to something that you don't recognize anymore. Because certain things that, you know, me and my cousin could end up back in our days. Like we used to party on them stuff there and take taxi like uh, four o'clock in the morning, go home. You can't do that now. You, you can't do that in a damn time where we are living now. You mm-hmm. know, we used, to, we used to do stuff like that. Like, Taxi drop we off our gate four o'clock in the morning. I walk, walk, go back in the days, you know. So just to see the atmosphere change is almost like it, it's sad to see that change. But also, I can't forget where I come from, and, and um, I can't unlove something. You understand? If you love something, you love it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that that song. The West, I think um, I wrote that song around the time when my cousin did get shot. There was a um, drive-by incident on the Howard Cook Boulevard Highway, and my cousin was in traffic. And he got shot and injured in that incident, along with all of the other people that were in the traffic same way. So them things, uh, you know... Me being in Kingston and getting that news was just another example of how the climate changed from when I, when I was younger to me being in college and thing. I think it was the week after my final year show when my cousin was present at that show as well. The Monday morning, like when school done, graduate school now and everything, school done and I get a call say. You know, my cousin get shot. Like, it just show you how real it is, how real it changes. Yeah, yeah. So that song, the West, was was based on it, based on Montego Bay. Yeah. Mm. As I noticed, it was it was featured. That song, the West guys, was featured in the National Gallery West. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as a, as an, you know, an art piece, and I think it's the first time I've seen a, a performing artist work being featured in the National Gallery. So congrats, congratulations to you, my friend. You know, it's for awesome. that, I, I I really appreciate that, and the fact that what you learn from that experience, though. Um, it was very important for us to be a part of the conversation for peace, because the whole initiative that they had was um including different art forms to voice mm-hmm. you know how you know the climate is 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 affecting them like how the things that are happening you know give the different artists them so whether whether you paint or you know you you draw or you mm-hmm. you are a sculpture they, like they they allowed each and everyone, the voice to be a part of that conversation for peace. And oh, okay. Okay. I was, 
happy to be a part of that conversation as well you know to bring awareness it it leads me to a question that i have i have often times and i when i think about art and artists in the how important it is though for artists to be conscious of their environment and conscious of the impact their words their music their art have on the rest of society and how, how, how is that important to you because i hear a lot of people talk a lot of time a lot of artists say boy i'm not a role model i'm not me never asked to be a role model and thing and thing and me i do my thing so does love me do my thing how, how you respond to all of that are you like that um boy i think i think to each is own you know if if somebody else feels that way about their art you know to each his own i don't feel like that i feel like i have a responsibility like you know art is art is a reflection of life and if my art can help somebody get mm. to a particular time or motivate somebody or shed light on a particular issue you know i think is is my god given right as a singer and play of an instrument fit to live in that purpose you know so for somebody else who would say they don't think um their role model or them just do them thing or you know teach his own if 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 somebody feels that way we can't knock them feel away it but for me i take it serious you know i i i think it's very important for no say the words the words on me auto automo the words i'm right words i'm yeah. sing on a stage it can move people in a positive way and you know it 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 can be a part of some form of change you understand mm-hmm. i don't i don't take it lightly like say oh it's just a thing this me i do i'm just uh, you know write some songs and string together some words and I don't look at it like that at all. So, so how did you get there? How do you get to that mindset? I think that was from the ninth grade transition. Me wanting to do good. Me wanting to, you know, put love into the world because there's so much bad already. So my contribution or me can do for put love in the world by my mm-hmm. gifts. I think that's what led me to think like that. So you know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm waiting to myself, I'm waiting to whoever would I listen to my words or my songs or anything to make it be something that's purposeful. Mm-hmm. And how old were you then? That was about 16, around that time? Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously have a Rastafarian kind of belief system. That's all? Mhm. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say to somebody that I'm a rasta. Uh-huh. Culturally culturally if you look at some of these principles that the Rastafarian community teach and you know embody and promote are some principles that boy if you know a lot of people they follow 
the world would be a better place. Like, look under the simple principle of peace and love, you know, loving one another. Like, mankind seem like they don't they not understand that concept all now. So they have some very fundamental things that are hold dear to me. And, you know, I embody those things in my music, like love and, and being positive and, you know, promoting that spiritual side, that love for God. You understand? Mm. I hold those things dear to me, but... Yeah, yeah. At what point you made that transition? Huh? At what point of your life you made that transition? to that belief system. I mean, you started to wear locks and things, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that was um, around 2013, 2013-12. That was when I was living in Kingston. I remember being around, like, Kingston, especially Edna Manley, is a melting pot for cultural development and so certain things I never knew about Jamaica and about the history with music and all that. I learned all that stuff when I went to Edna and through the people that I met as well. So I grew an appreciation for that aspect of the culture to say, yo, you know, there are, there are more things to life than just living, you know, you have to live with purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so your music is not about playing to the crowd or entertaining the crowd. Your music is about your belief, your spirituality, your journey. Is that it? Because, you know, we have a lot of artists, you know, who are entertainers. And uh, the Rasta image mm -hmm. and that aura do, they sell. Mm-hmm. But that is that is that is not a part of what you do, right? No, no, no. It's not a it's not an image. It's not an image thing. Because, for example, I eat meat. I've I've never hid um the fact that I eat meat, and there are certain things where somebody wouldn't align to um a Rastafarian lifestyle or whatnot. But mm. I'm I'm being the best me I can be. I only can be myself. Ah, I like that. I like that. Hold on, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Indy Allen, performing artist, reggae artist, and uh, we're on lights, camera, real life. And the man just said, "I can only be myself. I'm myself. May I represent out there? I like that, Indy. Yeah. That is a interesting statement, you know, because." As a performer, you have to play roles. Mm -hmm. Enough time on the stage. You have to whine, you have to sing, you have to jump, you have to shout, you have to move about the stage. When you don't probably want to be in your bed, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but you will say you are yourself. How do you bring yourself to the stage of performing? Is that your real self? Because <laughs> you don't know if I saw you know. <laughs> All right, so all right, all right, let me touch, let me touch upon that. Um, there's, there's such a thing like stagecraft and, you know, I mean, I don't know if anybody who is watching this ever watch um, the show, The Greatest Showman. Like, there's, there's a certain, you know, stagecraft. When, when you talk about stagecraft, you have 
certain things that you do to amplify the reach, you know, to connect with the people and things. But mm-hmm. you, you really and truly only can be yourself. And that, that amplification that you put on stage is just an extension of that. So mm-hmm. I remember um, the last show, the last major show that I did in Jamaica was Rumfest. Right. I remember somebody was saying that, yo, they never see a Rastaman wine on stage like that. And I said, for me, the, the, the loving... The loving Rastaman wine on stage? <laughs> I mean, for me, how me stay, you know, with how me love woman and thing and, and how me appreciate a woman and how me how deal with a woman when me in love with that. And I see your face. Like, yeah, bring on the and I see your face. Bring up the, the phone there. Yeah, but, yeah that, man. Yeah. That is that is my real self, right? Mm-hmm. And if that comes out on stage like um yeah yeah you have to amplify that. It can't be that I am like that off stage and when I go on stage, I'm afraid to do that, or I'm I'm afraid to show how I am or who I am. It's just an an amplification or or extension, you know. So mm-hmm. with the with the stagecraft and the the showmanship and stuff, there are certain things. I guess some people you don't hear. Some people talk about it and say them put on an image or or alter ego before they go on on stage. I just think of that as an extension. An amplification of who you already are. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not. I don't try to put on an ego or alter, change or anything like this. It's me just amplify. So you don't subscribe to stereotypes. So because the man say Rastaman, Rastaman of a wine, you must. Know, them say Rastaman of a wine, so I don't know. say a Rastaman wine, so yeah. Oh, no, a female, a female was was commenting and I said, why yo them. They never um see a Rastaman winds up on stage yet and I mean yeah the, the stereotype thing I not really confirm to that because if that's how I am and if I saw me show my woman love I go display that I go you know I share that I go connect with the people in another way because they are humans people we, we, we just alike I'm sure if them never like it, them would not go on or then go on when they see that I go on. You understand? Yeah. Them can relate. Yeah. What 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 I'm not going to do though is, you know, um, pretend to be something that I am not or live a, a, a particular lifestyle that I don't live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, absolutely. So you're you're ne- you're never scared to be yourself. Boy, I think one of the best thing them what we can do. Be yourself. Less less problem, less headache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause some people them them pretend to be something else and then you know, them realize, oh Ratid, I have to show this side because you know when you when you're yourself all the time, you know, is is, is the best thing. Yeah. Somebody said you, keep it real, you have to keep it real. Yeah. Real. Yeah, keep it real. Yeah, for real. So tell me something. What did you learn from that particular show? That last show? That was in January, was it? March. 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 Yeah, I forget the month. <laughs> just just March. before COVID. Yeah, like it was my my last 
big show in Jamaica because we had so many plans. We were supposed to travel abroad this year. Um, just like all the other Michael, guys. welcome Michael. Michael is on. Uh, Michael Wilson just came on. We were just talking about yes. you, Michael. Are you about to tell me, say, you are, you are in the, uh, 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 a performer, colleagues, yeah? Why am I tell us, <laughs> Michael, you know, easy, you know? Yeah, go on, Indy. Well, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, it was, um, the last, so I can't remember, I, I can't remember any other feeling like that, like the anticipation of having that show done and say, all right, we're going to go up on tour now after and, and then COVID comes. I, I can't forget that month. I can't forget what that show was like. It was like, you ever hear the, the, the notion that um, you must always do every show like it's your last? That's what Absolutely. That show was for me. Like, I gave it. Absolutely. Hard, you know, um, much respect to the team. Um, Knox, Robin, Robin Bastion, um, Inspire. You have Ray. There, there was uh, so many um, people that played an integral part in making that show amazing. And I just have to say much respect to them. You know, the band also. I have to say condolences to the family of Brownie too because that was the last time I shared the stage with Dalton Brownie. And mm -hmm. it, it, it was really sad yeah. when I heard it was Fenose, you know such a legend like that and you never know like time just yeah rest in peace that, that, that in march and then you know yeah so so many people played a, a, a important role in in making sure that show was successful and it was like that for me the last it was like the last show on seat day covid come and everything up on pause so it was really <laughs> the last show Always put your all, always put your all into everything that you do. Them say you're as good as your last performance. So the last time them see you, they know say, boy, that you the bad. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Indy Allen, Indy Allen performing artist. Indy, Enna Manley was an experience. Mm -hmm. Enna Manley is when you really came out. You were actually in a group uh, performing mm -hmm. before you went solo. Wasn't it? Yes, 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 yes. So, um, that group was formed by Mr. Fletcher, Michael Fletcher. He was the band leader for Shaggy. Um, and I think he was in a band called 809, I think. So, from them days, uh, coming up to now, he came to Edna Manley to give back to the youths. And out of, mm -hmm. you know, him giving back, there was a band formed called Fusion. And we basically, you know, we, I think that was the time period where I got most of my road experience in terms of, you know, performing all over the place in Kingston with musicians and, you know, because before Kingston, never used to play live music, no, musicians before. So... The first, the first band that I actually saw when I, when I came to Kingston was Pentatouche. And I fell in love with live music right then and there when, when I saw them play. Right. You know, start go school and Mr. Fletcher, we eventually formed that band um, with Mr. Fletcher and thing. And, you know, 
we had some amazing years. We, we we built a name for ourselves and we played some amazing shows and all of us grew from that experience to eventually evolve and doing things on our own, you know. You have um all the members that were a part of it successfully having their own careers and stuff. So it was an amazing experience. So the decision to go solo, what made that happen? <laughs> um I think I think it was just seeing that we came at a crossroads where you know like you start a journey and then everybody was on the same page kind of wanting the same things at first and then when you reach when you're approaching the crossroads you now you, you kind of see different people start say oh well you know oh, me like me like that direction there and you know that person is say oh me like maybe me go over here so so i i was dedicated to the movement and um it came when it came to the cross when it came to the crossroad point i had to just continue because everybody else wanted to you know do something different so i had to just continue i couldn't i couldn't give up on my dreams um after reaching a point like that after reaching so far you know putting in so much work putting it growing so much to just stop so yeah it, it's it's not i wouldn't say um i made a decision to go solo it's just that everybody in the unit at the time at that particular time started to have different thoughts and different visions about where they want to go and I just kept going. Sounds to me as if when change comes it's very obvious to everybody in your circle and you just have to make a decision for yourself, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Um mm. you know seven seven different minds you have seven different people, seven different minds. You you, you really find that you have units out there now that are still together you know because it's 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 not easy because i was in a group that was self contained meaning that there was no one person that that had a that had individuality so like a third world so there was no you know a chronic and a zinc fence or protege and indignation uh -huh. or, you know it was like a third world so when Everybody. a unit like that when a unit like that decides to mm. you know have different visions then you have no choice but to support that you know yeah you, you support were the you decision scared, that though? huh were you, were you scared if i was scared yeah yeah because it was a lot of years invested and then school had just ended so just imagine that you know you 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 work for this firm let's say you you have this you have your dream job and then at right right when right when you you, you have a baby you know your 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 empress get pregnant and your 
you 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 take out a house or a car or whatever it may be, the job tell us uh, you know the place of five bankruptcy and them them have them have to go lay off everybody and whatnot. So it was almost like shit. So that that's what it felt like. Cause school mm-hmm. was over and the real world. Cause Mr. Fletcher used to always talk about them things. They say, you know, school is the training road experience. He t- took us out of school to perform whole heap of places. So by the time school done and the real world now, that's right, I'm not on my own. But the love and, and how much passion I had for, you know, music and what I wanted to do, like living in my purpose. Like it wasn't a, there wasn't a second thought about it. I mean, just have to continue, like, what am I going to do? The job broke down, whatever, change, what am I going to do? Sit down on the sidewalk and say, shit, I want one job, you know? Like, that, that was, that's kind of the vibe that it was. Like, man, I said, all right, well, everybody gone in different ways and school over now, the real world. Time for actually, you know, this is the time where you put in you everything, you get your all or nothing. And looking back, looking back now, now that you're mm-hmm. here, how do you feel? I'm glad say, I continued. And it's it's a beautiful thing every day if you get up and choose to continue. Because I never know someone I accomplish like so many things on my own. Especially because I was a part of a unit for so long. And then when you go on your own, you're in the real world now. It's not, it's not a school thing. No teacher or get away and say, oh, come, we're going to play this. Or like you you're depend on your own if you build one career for yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy mm-hmm. that I continued and I'm happy that I still continue to this day to, mm-hmm. you know, put in the love, pour in the love. School had finished now, must be about 2016. And it was around 2018 I released my first official single and that changed things. Like it changed the thoughts from what do I do now to mm-hmm. yo, you know, things are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tell me something. What is the hardest lesson that this experience has taught you? This experience of trying to establish yourself as a performing artist, mm-hmm. going through your career. What's the hardest lesson that you've had to learn? The hardest lesson. Um, the hardest lesson I would have to say is realizing how it's like a, a uphill battle. Like, you know, in, in the world of business, you always hear people talk about, you know, starting a business and how you have to start a whole heap of business for you know, get a successful one. Like, a lot of them have to fail before you get that successful business up mm-hmm. and Like, 
you know, actually being in the industry and seeing what it takes, it made me realize that, yo, there's a lot of things that are against you, like on that climb, on that rise, but the whole purpose of it all, the whole notion is to keep going. You know, like the, the person who reach, them never did stop. That's the whole point of it. You know, you can't, you can't give up. So that, that was the hardest lesson, I think, for me, because I guess I did look upon certain things and I said, boy, you know, why, why this a hot man? Why that a hot man? But then I realized, mm -hmm. say, no matter who it is, no matter if I'm me or anybody else, you have to fight for that spot. You have to fight, you know, you have to earn your way up. Yeah. And no matter the amount of fight or the amount of obstacles where you face, you know, the journey, you have to appreciate the journey to the journey of our life. There. You have to appreciate that. Yeah, the, the, the glory is in the journey, man. Not in destination. Yeah. The glory is in the yeah. journey. You, you have a quotation at the end of your video, the, uh, mm -hmm. the West video, that says, um, mm -hmm. as, bad, as bad as it is, I am not without hope. Kids are still playing in the open spaces. I still see smiles on friendly faces. Folks still flocking to the beach. Peace and love may seem far, but not out of reach. Why are you so positive, Indy? <laughs> um, because I don't think I have a choice. I don't think I have a choice. Um, I think I was reasoning about this with a friend the other day. Like, mental health, very important for me. It's a real thing. And... You know, if if you don't stay positive, like you know, how how will you enjoy life? How will you enjoy certain simple things like you know, waking up this morning or you know, seeing the rain fall, see you know, smelling the rain upon the grass, like simple things like that. Like how oh, you have to appreciate them things. Like I think. I don't know, like, yeah, mental health for me is really important. You have, you have to protect your peace. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's very important. Yeah. Because oftentimes we allow things to bother away so much. And I have to always remind myself because I'm a, I'm a deep overthinker. Like I overthink a lot. And, um, even after reading the four agreements, when them say enough, take nothing personal. Even sometimes, I have yeah. to check myself, or people check me and I say, yo, yeah, take things too personal, or, you know? So, I think everybody should understand, say, no matter what, you, you have to protect your peace. You have to try to stay positive, even when things are quite opposite, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to try maintain that peace and, and be happy. And it's 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 something that I'm still learning to master, you know, as I go along. It's not it's not um something that people can just get overnight. Cause yes, you know life, life is life real, you know. One step at a time. Yeah. But your music is positive. I'm sure the guests them I listen to you and I look at you and want to hear a little tooth of what you have. 
And me understand, so you recently have developed a relationship with this girl called Grace. I would love for <laughs> you to introduce her to us. I don't know, but me, but me, me, take fast and say, where Grace there? <laughs> All right. Grace. So, this is Grace, everybody. Um, Welcome, Grace. I want this guitar from um, Easy Star Records. They had this this competition vibe that they had during, you know, this whole time for kind of get creatives and artists and, and people mind stimulated and as we say, you know, off the negative things that, that was happening. Mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful vibe for no say them like the entry that I did and now Grace is with me. Like you know, I she, <laughs> she like the rest with the false yeah. setup. Uh, clearly. <laughs> oh, we don't have much time left, so we're just gonna get like about two minutes of your music and then we close. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you all, Indy Allen. Oh. 
Show him some fire. Show him some love. Show him some fire. Give him some heat. Give him some heat. Oh my goodness. Uh Grace sound good. Yeah, man. She's really amazing. Trust me. I love this. I see guy. you work well together. Yes. Listen to my friend. You were a fabulous guest tonight. You were really you were really hot. So the, all all the girls must say hot hot fire fire fire. Yeah man, me love it. Me love it. Show them the fire. Show them the fire. <laughs> Fire blazing, man. Keep the fire blazing, ladies. Yes, we will. We have certainly caught a fire tonight by your performance and your presentation, my friend. Thank you very much for obliging me and coming back on. You were an example tonight to a lot of young people, and I don't have to ask. Normally, I end with a question. You know, what is that one thing you would tell a young person? who is listening now but i think all the points that you made were really very strong powerful and relevant because there are a lot of young people out there who are actually looking for role models but they're looking for somebody to direct them and when you said that you had to part company with your with your a cappella group and then you had to take your own direction that was clearly an example of you see when you feel when you feel it mm. just go with it you know you never know where it's going to reach carry you but when you feel it go with it indy yeah. philip this is one much much respect for having me all the time anytime thank you guys for coming on thank you for supporting your artists in the allen and check him out on instagram it's it's a, at indi minium right indi minium at indi minium n a m e indi minium indi minium all right and guys thank you so much if you haven't yet you know check out keep it real check out the music if you haven't heard the latest just get familiar keep the fire blazing everlast never faithful ever sure big up yourself yeah, keep it real keep keeping it real <laughs> All right, listen. All right, bye.